0: We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. We thank you, Lord, for utterance to be given by the precious Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for tailor-making this message for each individual that is here today. And we give you praise ahead of time, for it's in Jesus' name that everyone said boldly, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Isaiah, and we're going to look at chapter 53 and verses 4 through 5. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the 4th verse, and the 5th verse, says, Surely He has, speaking of Jesus, borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Aren't you glad that He did? You know, the word griefs literally in the Hebrew is sicknesses, and the word sorrows is pains. So Jesus bore your griefs, your sorrows... Amen. Then it goes on to stay. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now I want you to read this next verse with me. Ready, read. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now let's keep that up there for a moment. Notice with me the phrase... The chastisement or the punishment needful to obtain peace for us was upon him. Amen. So we understand from that that Jesus Christ not only went to the cross spirit and body, but Jesus Christ went to the cross spirit, soul, and body to redeem mankind spirit, soul, and body. Your soul, you see, is the part of your being which contains your will and your emotions. And we know this, that there are a lot of things that come against our emotions. There's a lot of fearful, tormenting thoughts that we get presented with in life. But the good news is this, is Jesus on the same cross that he bore our sin and that he bore our disease, he also bore your fear, he also bore your torment, he also bore your anxiety. Therefore, he has made it very possible for you to have a peaceful soul. You see, we are three part. You'll notice in the Bible, three is a very predominant principle. The Bible talks about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, they're categorized in three categories of nine. Amen. Each with a different facet. Well, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says this, that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And he said, I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we understand this, that when Jesus comes, he wants his body to be whole and to be intact in every area of their lives. And that is the will of God. And so we need to understand the will of God concerning us having a peaceful soul or us having a peaceful peaceful mind. It is available to everyone, but we must receive it by faith and then we must maintain it through the word of the living God. Say it with me, Jesus, Jesus. Took, my torment, took my torment, took my fear, took my fear. he became panicked, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to have panic attacks. No, I If you've ever experienced a panic attack, it is not a very nice thing. It is very, very intrusive to one's soul. But I want you to see that there's no cause for us to panic. Because we've got the Prince of Peace, hallelujah, living on the inside of us. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, no more panic for me, no more panic for you. Now notice with me in John 16, notice verse 33. John 16, 33 says this. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you might have what kind of peace? The kind of peace that Jesus gives is perfect. That you might have perfect peace and confidence. Now he says in the world you'll have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration, but... Don't be bummed out. Rejoice. Rejoice. Get happy. Be of good cheer. Why, Jesus? Well, simply because I've already overcome the world. And what he has overcome, you and I overcome. I'm not looking at a group of beggars. I'm looking at a group of believers and overcomers today. But now notice the rest of this. For I have overcome the world, I have deprived it of power to harm you, and I have conquered it for you. Oh, glory to God. You see, it is the will of God that in by no means, in any way, fashion, or form, that anything ever harm you. Amen. Thank you Lord. And he has assured us with the authority of the believer to see to it that we can take Dominion and authority over those weapons that may be formed against us. Say thank God for the name of Jesus. I thank God for the blood of the lamb. And I thank God for the rhema spoken word of God. So when we know Jesus, perfect peace is available to all of us. Let's look at Isaiah 41. Notice with me in verse 10. Oh, this is a great verse. Did you know that we're commanded by our commander-in-chief not to fear? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Now, we couldn't be rightfully commanded or justifiably commanded not to fear if he didn't remove fear out of our lives when we got born again. Yeah. Yeah. See, the Bible says God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a spirit of power and of love and what kind of mind? A sound mind, a sound mind or we could say it, a peaceful, calm, undisturbed mind. Yeah, Amen? Amen? Now notice this in Isaiah 41.10. He says, fear thou not. Why? Because I am that I am that I am. I'm with you. Be not dismayed or confused. Why? Because I am your God. I am Jehovah Shalom, the Lord your peace. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will harden you to difficulties and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Just lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm being upheld by the right hand of your righteousness. So we live in the world. But guess what? We're not of the world. We have been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. And in Romans 14, 17 says this, that the kingdom of God, it is not meat and drink. Well, if it's not meat and drink, what is the kingdom of God all about? Somebody says, well, I like prime rib and tacos. Well, I do too. But don't (laughs) let prime rib and tacos and tamales be first place in your life. This kingdom is not about that. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness. Can you help me out just a little bit more today? What is it again? It's righteousness and peace. Glory. I've discovered this, that the more... I operate and function in the peace of God, the more joy I have. Amen. See, joy just kind of follows suit when you're at peace. But you know, if you're all worried about this and worried about that, chances are you don't have much of a smile on your face. Unless it's one of these fake smiles. Well, a fake smile is better than no smile because you got to fake it till you make it. Amen. But if you let this peace of God rule in your heart, oh man, the joy of the Lord will rise up on the inside of you. That's what kingdom we're in. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when we should be all upset and all bummed out, Jesus gives us a supernatural peace that passes all understanding. While other people are freaking out, we're calm. Because we trust in God. When other people are falling apart. We are upheld and sustained by his peace. So what is it that I can do, Pastor Mark, if I've gotten out of peace? How can I get back in this peace? How can I maintain this peace that is bought and paid for for me? I want to give you a few principles that will help you get there if you're not there and stay there if you are there. You know, it's good to have maintained peace. Now, number one, what I want to say to you this morning is, instead of worrying about everything, pray about everything. Instead of taking the care of this situation or taking the care of this nation or taking the care of your physical body or taking the care of your children give that care to someone who really cares for you you are not designed for stress. You are not designed to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You are designed to live in faith and to live in peace and to live in the joy of the Lord. So make this decision. Instead of worrying, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do what the Bible says I'm going to do. Look at Philippians 4, 6. We got anybody open to this message today? Whoo, Glory. Hallelujah. Do not fret or have any anxiety about the big things or the small things. No, the Bible doesn't say that. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. You know what anything means in the Greek? Anything. Well, Pastor Mark, if I'm not going to worry about this situation, what am I going to do? You're going to pray about it. Yeah. You see, just follow the scripture. Yeah. Just follow the word. You cannot pray effectively with worries and cares in your life. Right. You cannot get answered prayer until you follow answered prayer's path. Yeah. And keys to answered prayer is first and foremost, give it into the hands of someone who can handle it. Amen. Come on, guys. Have you ever run into a situation in life where you just say, I can't handle this anymore. Well, glory to God. Hello. It's time to give it to someone who can. Amen. Amen. What am I going to do? Well, instead of worrying, but in every circumstance and in everything, everyone say everything by prayer and petition definite requests and then you add praise to it you add thanksgiving to it continue to make your wants known to God so cast it on him pray about it and once you've prayed about it start praising him for it come on lift up your hands right now and start praising him for answered prayer Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cast your burden upon the Lord. And he will sustain you. Casting all your care. All of your anxieties. All of your concerns. All of your worries. Once and for all upon him. For he cares for you. Oh, glory to God. That is is a major key to living stress-free. When you do that biblically, and you do that scripturally, you can go around saying this, by the grace of God, I'm carefree. By the grace of God, I don't have a care. Amen? Amen? I'm carefree Fear free and I'm faith filled and full of the peace of God. Amen. Now, how many of you know there's a huge difference between taking the care of someone and caring for them? You know, many of you are are caretakers, meaning that you have someone that you're watching over, someone that you are taking care care of. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to care for people, but you've got to make sure that you don't take their cares upon you. As a matter of fact, you'll not be a very good caretaker and caring for people if you take their cares upon yourself. It'll hinder you from being at your best. God's best is for us to be in a peace. That passes understanding. Yes. Amen. Did you get that? Yes. And so, number one, instead of worrying about everything, pray about everything. And then number two, start focusing on the promises of God or on a promise from God's word. In other words, change your focus. Change your attention off the problem and put your attention and focus On the promise and on the promise keeper. Now that takes discipline to do that because in the world we're trained to think about those things that come against us. But in the word we're trained to think about he who is for us and the word of God that has the answer. Amen. So get fully persuaded of the promises of God and you'll not be a person that's continuously focusing on the problem. Look at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Somebody shout, amen. 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 Glory to God. Start focusing on the promise or promises from God's word. This is a great verse. Now, we started out this message where Jesus said, In me you have perfect peace. Amen. Now here's how we can maintain this perfect peace. Isaiah 26.3. Let us read it together. Yeah. Thou will keep him. In peace, whose mind is on thee, now let's just keep that right up there. Perfect peace literally is shalom, shalom. It's a double whammy of peace. Woo. He said, I'm going to keep you in shalom, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, total well-being in your soul. But here's the key. You must keep your mind stayed or focused on me. Keep your mind focused on me because he trusts in thee. A part of me and you keeping our mind on him is because we simply trust what he said. And because we trust what we said, we lock in and we stay fixed on what the Word says. Amen. So what does the Bible say about him being your healer? Does anyone know? Here's what the Word says. The Word says that he took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. The Word says by his stripes you were what you were healed so lock in to the promises of god great peace the bible says have they that love my word grace and peace can be multiplied in my life and in your life as we keep our hearts and minds stayed on him you know, Paul writing into the church of Colossae says this. Since you have been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Now I will grant you, the earth has a gravitational pull to pull you down. But oh, thank God, we have another pull. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That quickens us and lifts us up above those things. And I believe the word of God and the spirit of God is the fuel that will keep you lifted above the things that try to pull you down. So is the word important? You bet it's the word's important. Is praying in the Holy Ghost important? You bet it's important. So keep and set. Your mind upon him. Look at Philippians chapter 4 again, verse 6. And we're going to go right on through uh, verse 9. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Now notice in verse 7. Here is the result of doing this. In verse 7 of Philippians 4, it says this. And God's peace. Everyone say God's peace. peace. How many of you know God's peace is different than the world's peace? And God's peace shall be yours. Then he goes on to define what that peace is. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God. And being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace which transcends, that's what we were just talking about, that lifts you up above, that transcends all understanding, notice this with me, it shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. One translation says, shall garrison and mount guard like a group of soldiers in a turbulent country. It'll keep your heart and keep your mind through Christ Jesus. Are we not facing spiritual warfare every day? Does not the turbulence of the enemy try to assay our soul every day? But this is God's antidote for spiritual warfare. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And it will garrison about you. And it will protect you from every, every plot of the enemy. Amen? Now notice with me in verse 8. For the rest, brethren, and sistren too, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, And is honorable and seemly. Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious. If there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things, fix your mind on them. I want to submit to you this morning that this is God's list for us to keep. If we're going to have peace. Amen. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And I also want to suggest. You place a spiritual bouncer. At the door of your soul. Yeah. So that when things. Knock on your door. And say Joe sent me. It's really the devil sent me. And when things try to get into your mind. Into your soul. That aren't on God's list. Then it is your responsibility to bounce them out of your life, delete them out of your soul, cast them out and cast them down and protect your mind at all costs. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, man, I wish I could do that. You need to be convinced that you can do this. Say this with me. I can can. and I will will. do all things things. Through through Christ, which strengthens me. Spirit of the Lord on the inside of me is saying, Now make sure that you protect your heart diligently. Guard the entrances of your soul. Guard and pay attention to what and to who you are listening to on a regular basis. Guard your eyes, guard your ears, guard your heart. Because it's true. Whatever we put our mind on, we open our spirit to. Amen? And I know instantly, when there's something that comes across the airways that is not good for my spiritual life, I'm going to turn that sucker off. Amen? And not only that, sometimes well-meaning people They're so full of care themselves and so full of anxiety themselves. You love them and you're moved with compassion toward them. But they want to unload on you. And they're not so interested in getting the answer. What they're more interested in is you feeling sorry for them. It's true. And so all the time you need to protect your spirit. You need to be praying down on the inside of you. And the Lord will give you a word for them. Yeah. The Lord will give you utterance. And you don't have to be ugly to them. You don't have to be all superior consciousness toward them. But you need to be loving to people. But at all costs, my brothers and sisters, protect your spirit. Now, what's going on in the world today? What's going on in our nation today? It depends on who you listen to. You could go crazy listening to Fox and CNN all day. I have understood this, that my mind must stay sound. Yeah. And I'm not going to yield my soul and yield my mind to a bunch of strife and to a bunch of garbage and to a bunch of opinions that come from the pit of hell. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody say, are you saying that about Fox as well? Are you saying that about CNN? I'm saying it generally, so relax. <laughs> say it with me, I will protect my heart heart. with all diligence diligence. now this is very important even in the area of sickness and disease if you had a bad report it's okay for you to know what the report is and it's okay for you to know something about the report on how you can deal with it from a medical standpoint but you don't need to know all the latin words for the disease you're standing against (laughs) You don't need to spend hours and hours on the internet discovering, oh, what could happen? What what about this scenario? The devil's the author of scenarios. Some of you need to shut that computer down and throw it out the window. Can I get a witness? What I'm saying is this. Is become more fully persuaded of the promise than you are anything else. Keep your heart and your mind set on Him. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not sure what to do. Well, when you don't know what to do, keep doing what you do know to do according to the Word of God. Now let's look over at John 14, verse 27. John 14. Man, you listen so good, I might be done by 3 o'clock. <laughs> That's New York time, which was 12 minutes ago. John 14. Here's what Jesus said. He said, peace, I leave with you. I'm glad he didn't say stress, I leave with you. Peace, I leave with you. My own peace. My own peace. I now bequeath to you. And then he goes on to say, This peace that I give to you is not as the world gives. The only way and the only kind of peace that the world offers is a false peace. Amen? But this peace is not as the world gives. And here's something that you can do and I can do daily. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful or intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Now I want to say this, that you are the understood subject of that verse. It is not my responsibility to stop what may be coming against Pastor Tom's soul. Now, I could agree with him and we could lock shields together. But I'm telling you, at midnight and in the midnight hour, you need to learn how to stop the devil's lies for yourself. We all must learn how to resist him and then replace the thoughts that he's bringing with God's thoughts. Amen. Stop it. Joel Osteen says, push the delete button. Paul said to the Corinthians, casting down imaginations. Peace I leave with you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. You know, in ministry and in life... We've faced a lot of challenges, and so have you. But you know, there's times that Brenda and I look at each other, sitting around in the home, and we know of certain scenarios and certain situations that may be going on in the church, and she'll look at me and say, I'm not going to talk about that right now. What she's saying is stop it. She's wanting to delete that conversation and move to a better conversation. Are you listening to me? She's done that to me, and I've done the same thing to her. You see, what happens is problems can be magnified more than they're worth. You've all heard the statement, making a mountain out of a mohill. I'm telling you, wherever problem you are facing, there's a promise and there is wisdom and direction that can be given to you as to know how to address the problem and put the problem in its proper place. Hallelujah. The problem in its proper place must be under our feet and under the wisdom of God. Amen. Oh, man. We've faced some doozies. How many have faced some doozies in life? Lord, it's kind of like, Lord, what are we going to do? The first thing the Lord says, you better not worry about it. You better not fret about it. Because as sure as you yield to worry and to fretting, it'll get bigger and bigger and more magnified. And I heard this statement recently. This is worth your drive here today. Whatever we glorify and magnify, we give place to. Whatever we magnify, we give place to. So you've faced some doozies. I've faced some doozies. But I'm glad to announce that doozies do not move our Father. He's not moved by doozies. He's not moved by big mountains. That's why he gave us faith so that we could remove mountains. Amen. So you better not worry about it, but go to him and get his plan. Everyone say God always always, at at all times. He always has a plan. I think another way we could say it according to the word of God is there's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability. But will also at all times with the temptation always provide a way of escape. He will always provide a safe landing place to where you can place the problems in their proper place and you can get God's perspective through the promises of God. Woo, glory to God. That's a mouthful right there. Don't ask me to say it again. (laughs) Say it with me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I'm asking for supernatural wisdom for every area of my life. I cast all my care, all my anxieties. I cast them all into your hands. And from this day forward, I refuse fear. Spirit of fear, get out of here. I choose by faith, To let the word of Christ Christ. dwell in me richly. Say with me, I refuse to fear three times. I refuse refuse to fear. I refuse refuse to fear. fear. And I I refuse to fear. Just let this saturate a while, guys. Let it soak today. Because there will be a test on the material you're hearing this morning. I am the gatekeeper of my heart. I am the gatekeeper of my mind. And so I must decide what comes in and what goes out. We are the ones who make the decision on what we are going to allow. Now, look at Colossians 3, verse 15. Colossians, the third chapter of the 15. You getting anything out out of this yet? Some of you look so peaceful you fell asleep. Glad I could be a help. Somebody shout hallelujah. Here's the same thought. Don't let your heart be troubled. If we're not going to do that, what are we going to do? Read it with me. And let... The peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are also called in one body and be thankful. And notice verse 16. It goes on to say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. One way that we let the peace of God rule in our heart is by letting his word dwell in us richly, but also singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to the Lord. I've discovered this, that spirit-filled people are peaceful people. Maybe qualify this, people who stay full of the Spirit. Not people that were filled with the Spirit last week and let it leak and didn't maintain it. But I'm talking about spirit-filled people daily. Should be the most peaceful people in the whole world. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, people come up to you and say, well, aren't you worried about this? Aren't you worried about that? No, quite frankly, i got to tell you, I just don't have a care. What do you mean you don't have a care? You mean you don't care? I didn't say I don't care. I said I don't have a care. I do care for this nation. I do care for the lost. I do care for the addicted. But I am not about to think... That I am their answer and I am the one that must come to a place where I take it upon myself. No way. Amen. Yeah. No. Hallelujah. And then lastly, look at Second Thessalonians 3.16. So resist, replace, and rejoice. You've got to ask yourself, what thoughts are ruling my mind? Now, 2 Thessalonians 3.16, this is good news. Look at your neighbor and say, this is such good news. Now, notice this. Now, may the Lord of what? Not the Lord of stress. Here's what the Lord of peace is doing. He's giving out grants. In other words, it's free. Now, may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom. Especially when you need it. No, at all times, and in all ways, and under all circumstances. And conditions, in other words, whatever comes, he's got you. Whatever comes your way, the Lord of peace is for you. Whatever situation and circumstance you find yourself in, he's right in there with you to give you a peace. I think we got to read this one more time. Ready, read. Now. May the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom at all times and in all ways, under all circumstances and conditions, whatever comes, the Lord be with you. (laughs) He's the head of the church. He's the prince of peace. We're his body. And peace flows in to the body of Christ. May God give you peace at all times. Somebody said, Pastor Mark, I'm in such a storm right now. Listen to this word. You may be in a storm, but the storm doesn't have to be in you. Come on. The disciples were in a storm, but the Prince of Peace was in the boat. Well, we've got better than the Prince of Peace being in a boat on a lake. we got the Prince of Peace in our spirit. Amen? So even the storms may come, don't let it in you. Now, here's what happens, and I know this to be true. Because, quite frankly, I've been in peace And I've been in stress. And I've discovered this. That peace is mucho, mucho better. I'll be honest with you. I've been in faith. And I'm in faith today. But I've also yielded to fear. And the good news is, being in faith and staying in faith is so much better. Here's what happens. When you literally do this. No matter what you think about the presentation of this message, take the scriptures that we discussed today. Take the scriptures, write them down, read them, act on this. And here's what can happen in our lives. Don't you know, when you let the peace of God rule in your heart, don't you know you make better decisions? You just make better decisions. I refuse to make a decision until I'm settled here. Until I have peace here. Making decisions hastily out of pressure and the spirit of fear is not the plan of God for you. But when you're in peace, you know what else? You treat people better. Hallelujah. You don't let their mess upset you. You hear from God easier. When you're in peace, you don't react from your flesh or your emotions. You react from your heart. May the God of peace give all of you peace in every way, in every circumstance. We come against tormenting spirits. We come against the spirits of fear that have assuaged themselves against any person in this auditorium. And we say what the song sang early, in the name of Jesus, every chain must be broken. Every, every stronghold must be pulled down. Now everyone raise your hand and say, I receive. The peace, of God. the peace of God. I'm carefree. I'm, carefree. I'm yielding, I'm yielding. To, the to the Prince of Peace on the inside of me. Well, did you get anything out of this today? It's a, it's a word that'll change your life.